mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 294 of There's No Place Like Terra Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. Today we are watching Stargate Atlantis. Yes. Season four. Yes. Episode 19. Uh-huh. Uh, cut that. Uh, <laughs> the Kindred Part Two. Yeah. AKA. Uh-huh. I was having a little bit of Star Trek related fun. That's f- I'm here for Star Trek this felt Stargate very, crossovers. This felt very Star Trek-y. Yeah. The Carson Quandary or... <laughs> The Trouble with Telomeres. <laughs> the Trouble with Telomeres. <laughs> I really love The Trouble with Telomeres. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't know why one came and then the other followed immediately. Like, yes, these are your AKAs today. My AKA can only be on this podcast. Mm. My AKA is Grace, don't kill this don't doppelganger. Don't kill the doppelganger. Yeah. Don't kill this doppelganger. I, you know, I think that's why Ronan was so reserved early on in this episode. He's like, I want to kill it. That's a fucking doppelganger. And look, Sam was sus. She was. Sam and me. I'm a, I got you, Sam. Well, and we'll get to that. We'll get to that because oh, yeah. I pointed it out. You did. I, you I did. did. You did. Um, but. Yeah. How has your week been? What have you been up to? I There's not too much trouble I've been getting into this weekend. Um, there's not a ton of new content. I'm still reading Rhythm of War. I'm past the first This is park. the rhythm of the war. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Felt appropriate. Um, in many of these books, the first bit is a, is a little bit more plotting. So it's taking me a little more time to get through this beginning of the book. But Got I'm it. still Got going it. through it. I'm just... Rewatching Legend of Vox Machina like yep. fourteen times on that's, repeat. That's what you gotta do. Not, I'm not exaggerating. I yeah. just keep rewatching it. Plus, I'm also then rewatching the table episodes. Of I the actually Briarwood just arc. you just reminded me. I meant to download them. Yeah, because I I'm really good with the podcast. I'm not yeah. good at watching things. Oh yeah. So I was gonna download the podcast podcast versions, but I thought of it on a red light, and it's like you can't download this right nope. now. You're in drive mode. Yep. Also, that's a lot of bandwidth. Yeah. Do you sure you want to do this on a, yeah. on your data plan? And I'm like, I I do. <laughs> but it was like, no, you can't. No, not gonna mm-hmm. let you. Don't think so. I I have been. They've been on like an iPad screen, but I've been almost listening to them as if they were podcasts. Then every no, once yeah. in a while, we'll Look check over. where they are on the That's battle map smart. or something. Very smart. Approach. And just listening to them. I like it. It's not like I haven't seen the visuals. Sure. Multiple times. Yeah. yeah. At this point. Well, to the point where you can hear the visuals. I can hear Sam Regal. Uh-huh. I can, I see, hear you. <laughs> As much as I don't want to. <laughs> Sometimes more than I want to. Um, but yeah, we will still have a tangent episode all about the Legend of Ox Machina again. It's coming. There's no mystery. We love the CR on this podcast. Yep, it's going to happen. <laughs> We're going to do it. But um, that's been the most part of my content watching fair. this week. Um, what have I been up to? Um... <laughs> I had a meeting of the coven last night where I made a bunch of us. I was there. A bunch of us girls 
I'll, I kind of force you guys to watch something it's I want to watch. It's fine. <laughs> Last night was Nightmare Alley, uh, which I've now watched three times. Please watch Nightmare Alley. Holy cow. I'm going to make Nixie watch it again. I was at least sitting there. Mm-hmm. I really don't know how much content I was taking in because I was distracted by how uh, how much I love Grace's dogs. Well, they're pretty awesome dogs and they were in a good yeah. mood. And also the meeting of the coven hadn't happened in a while. So sometimes the Lots coven has a lot of information to relate to each other. Yeah. Um, I was just on the floor spooning a dog. Yeah. I mean, that's what you do. Yeah. With the bug. With Bubbos. Yeah. Uh, but I've also been listening to Adam Grant's Think Again. Can I pause real quick? Because you rolled past to me what is the most important part of Nightmare Alley specifically for oh, this podcast. The Stargate reference. There is a Stargate crossover. Yes. Please, please watch. Mr. David Hewlett has a small role in Nightmare Alley. And he's doing And his, so does his mustache. And so does his mustache. Yes. Makes a strong cameo. It's, I, he carries the film. It does. <laughs> really does. <laughs> that mustache alone carries the film. <laughs> um, he does. And the first time around, I missed it. I was like, whoa, that's... It does seem what? like it's easy to miss one. It's what because you're so... There's so much to take in. Yeah. And like with every Guillermo del Toro film, there's so much visually to take in already. Like... Everything is so um, engaging. And visually yeah. intricate. Yeah. Uh, and so you're trying to look for, like, clues everywhere as to but, what's going to happen. But then also Mr. David Hewlett just rolls right in and, like, doesn't stand out and does his, basically, McKay. He's basically... And so he just kind of 1930s melts, McKay. He just melds into everything real nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Does that well. Uh, it's very fun. <laughs> I will say again, uh, I'm reading Adam Grant's. I'm reading with my ears. Yeah. Adam Grant's Think Again. Highly recommend it. Uh, what else did I finish reading recently? I finally finished We Were Never Here. Okay. It's fine. It's like a thrillery type thing. That's no, good. It's fine. Um, it's good to have the books you can just eat. I recommend Adam Grant's Think Again to everybody in the whole entire world. Everyone. This book directly talks about gold arrogance which we've talked about before we've talked a lot about gold arrogance on this podcast Um, and it's just about the idea of thinking differently than we're used to thinking okay and being open to to that idea sorry i just my head immediately went to the apple einstein think differently poster no Trust me, this is oh, I get it. Really just, interesting. Yeah, just saying that's where yeah, yeah, yeah. My mind it's goes. just such a good, good exercise. Mm-hmm. It's a great exercise, and I like Adam Grant's approach for the most part. I liked his other uh, stuff. I've read like his articles. I don't actually think I read his first book yet in its entirety. I just read like snippets of it. Gotcha. But um, it's also like the stuff that I nerd out about mm-hmm. that we've talked about. He's an organizational psychologist. Yeah. Uh, leadership. That's a lot in one title. Yeah. It tells <laughs> you a lot of what he does. Whereas I'm an organizational communicator. Yeah. That's what my degree's in. Uh, organizational leadership and communication. He's an organizational psychologist. So I'm like, fuck, you're even deeper in it than I am. And his degree is from like some fancy ass Ivy League. Ivy League. Yeah. 
which nah, I'm not sure that that means that much to me. No, but I just, I just, everything is, everything's covered in ivy there. Yeah. That's why they're called Ivy League. He, he is a very smart dude, though. Very smart dude. It's um, because they train druids there. That, yeah, that's and why. they just grow ivy. They're everything. just constantly, like, trying, testing out their druid craft. <laughs> And it's like their punishment is to just go go cover that wall. You- February twenty ninth, <laughs> two thousand and eight. It's a leap year episode, guys. Yeah, very rare. Directed by Alan McCullough. Direct- Sorry, written by Alan. Happy birthday to all the Smelly Mr. Leap Day babies. That's Pardon all. all of you. All of the Smelly all Leap the Day one. babies. Um. So our guests in this episode are pretty much the same guests that we had last time: Paul McGillian, Connor Trenier. Although Christopher Heyerdahl is playing, you know, Hulling this time yep. and not Todd. Yep. Very excited. We haven't seen Hulling in ages. I, I want a Hulling Todd episode where they're both <laughs> in the same scene a lot. That would be awesome. <laughs> I would like, love it so much. Like a like a Freaky Friday. Like, because they both have. Superimpose one next to the other. They both have their own different kinds of intensity. But just the idea of like him acting against himself for an entire episode. I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, I would love it. So previously on Stargate, remember Nabel? Oh yeah. And and he 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 came he comes back. Remember him? Taylor was having visions from uh, Kanan, mm-hmm. and yes, it may have just been a trap by Michael to kidnap Taylor. But in the search for Taylor, the team found someone they didn't even know they were missing. Mm, Doctor in their hearts, Carson. Maybe. We all miss Carson. He's always in our hearts. It's what Phil Collins told us. I can't. Jeebus. (laughs) Jeebus. So they they bring Carson back to Atlantis. Ronan, John, and McKay are watching him from the observation balcony, and Ronan's like, This is weird. Yeah. No shit. Don't feel good about it. Down in the room, Carson's getting the full workup. Everyone's in have men suits, but him. Keller tries to apologize, and he's like, no need to apologize. I understand that there's a protocol when someone's coming back from being in a prison. I wrote it. <laughs> yeah, this is, I made this. Um, there's that, what is, I think it's like, a, is it a cliche? Is it just a saying? I don't know, that doctors are the worst patients? Yes. Um, I feel like he's, trying to keep himself aware of that but he's also being about like make sure you do this thing and then Uh make sure you do this other thing um i used to think that was really funny until i got put in a position yesterday (laughs) where i got to be a designer being the worst client (laughs) where i was on the other side of a meeting where we were Uh someone was pitching logos to us and i was like how the turntables yeah yeah um so where'd you come up with that color scheme yeah, what, what was, was no, 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 no. The exact wording oh, was, okay, what was your intent with that color palette? <laughs> because I am a piece of shit. I couldn't just be like, tell me about the colors you picked. No, I would have. I feel like I would have done the same thing. Yeah. And I felt like the room was counting on me. Exactly. They did make us all say what department we were from. So it's something yeah. internal to our company. We hired an outside vendor because yep. we didn't want to like cannibalize our own staff. Yeah. To do this thing. 100%. So. 
the first thing they made us all do is go around the room and be like, hey, you know, just introduce yourselves and tell us your what title you and do. who you're representing. And I'm like, I work in the design, huh, bitches? <laughs> Bring me designs. Bring them to me and to you, devour. And you just sort of do like the like the Roman yeah, emperor yeah. thumbs up or thumbs down. I had to restrain myself from screen grabbing some of them and sending them to you without comment and being like, no. Oh, I've... <laughs> I will probably I would have at least screen grabbed them and then maybe just waited till I saw you to be like look at this shit this is let me yeah no and honestly they did they took on a very difficult task and they had some really cool stuff that they put together but I went into it being this asshole person <laughs> and I like to think that I try not to be an asshole person so I can imagine it's hard to do so me and Carson sitting there trying not to be the difficult here's, patient here's my thing is when I go into situations like that I just assume that other people are going to be doing the same thing. And it's yeah. not out of being super assholey, but it's more of like, this is what we do. So I'm I'm going to judge it a little harder yeah. than others. Well, and, and I did get to, <laughs> there were moments when other people were like giving their feedback. And then I felt like the designers and I was like, you're feedbacking wrong. That's not what they asked you. I like it. Doesn't help anybody grow. It's great. Is not useful. Your feedback <laughs> Let me tell you how your opinions are wrong. <laughs> I, I feel that. I've been there. But again, this is me being a terrible person. Please never do that, anybody. And I don't recommend it. And I didn't do it out loud. So. Yeah, the important part. Listen, the important part is not doing it out loud. Yep, those were the thoughts that stayed the in my thoughts head. thoughts can run through your head. That happens. There was a couple of, in fact, I may have had more of those moments yeah. than being the asshole client. Where I was like, <sighs> where it's like, can you do something like this? Screen grab of item I Googled. <laughs> My my favorite is It's like no, because somebody already did that. That's why you found it when you Googled it, which is why we're not gonna do it again because it's already been done. My favorite is sometimes Grace will get text completely out of context because if I don't write them down here, I'm gonna say them out loud. Yeah. So it's like, Grace, you're being my pressure valve right yeah. now. Yeah. Tick, 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 Nixie. This, you always know in a meeting, like, I think we've all learned to do this on calls, on video calls, yeah. where it's like, look, the minute someone's looking down, <laughs> like straight down and not like a little bit down on their screen, like you, where you start to learn the nuance of like, yeah. I'm looking all the way down at my phone versus I'm looking to the side to my second screen to take notes. Or, you know, stroll Twitter because I'm bored. Oh. <laughs> That's why you put your messages on the side screen so that you can just type them and not seem like you're typing into your phone. <laughs> so Carson does yeah. remind them that he has <laughs> a finite amount of blood. Uh -huh. So please don't take it all. Um, I also, mean, your body will make more. Well, I just, in the moment. Sure, it's fair, fair. He doesn't want to pass out. You can drain him. In front of oh, we've his We've seen it in yellow jacket. Staff. Yeah. Also check for narcotics, because he knows Michael was giving him regular injections and not sure what it was, but it's most likely sedatives and some other shit. Mm -hmm. um, and he looks up at the guys up in the balcony with this, like, Carson sheepish smile. And, and they try to ponder, like, who this person is sitting in front of them. They're pretty sure it's not actually Carson, right? He's 
They checked. He's not a replicator. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they've run into what alternate timelines, parallel universes, parallel universes, cloning, take a pick of what this might be. I wish they would have, like, made bets. Like, each of them, like, I don't know. I, I feel I, like if it wasn't someone they were so close to. Yeah. I feel like McKay would have been like, alt timeline for sure. Yeah. Done. Jennifer comes in, and every test they have run confirms it. The man sitting down there is Dr. Carson Beckett. It's all him. She's Credits. like, check the pants. <laughs> Not 100%. Was, yeah. I don't know why I said that. I don't know why either, because I was like, I don't know. I don't know if Keller would have first She wouldn't. Why would she know that? Why she wouldn't know that? <laughs> so when we come back. <laughs> They've got models of all of them to ID them. In case of a fire. Uh, when they come know. back, that isolation room, I don't know if it's the same room they redecorated or if it's different holding room, whatever, <laughs> yeah. but it's just like a chair. There's no bed. He's not sleeping here, I guess, but whatever. Yeah. McKay comes in, apologizes, apparently has, it's been a few days. I don't know if McKay hasn't visited Carson in a few days. Has anyone visited Carson for a few days? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm wondering what they're allowed to do. I do love, though, that this information does come from Carson. Like, McKay. Yeah, this anyway. is a rough couple of conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, well, I guess one continuing conversation with the scene in between it. Um, I'm guessing it's, like, the next day. So when he says a yeah. few days... Uh, Carson's just wondering when he can get out of here. I mean, he's been in prison for over two years, and now he's in a room on what he considered home. Mm-hmm. And we get some lore drop. So remember that planet that Atlantis yeah. set up with the whole where they put a whole ship full of wraith and then tried converting them to humans, yeah. including Michael, for the second time. Remember that place where we made all our our terrible moral well, mistakes. Well, we made a horrible, terrible moral mistake first, and then we decided to double down on that uh-huh. terrible or moral, and then just mistake. keep going. Yeah. Um. Yes. Definitely remembers that. That's where Carson was kidnapped. Yep. And McKay's like, "Yeah, can you just?" Fill in some details for me. <laughs> um, everything Carson remembers is just the way we saw it. Up until Michael had Carson captured and strapped to the gurney. At that point, he was knocked out somehow and woke up on another planet. Yep. That part didn't happen to our Carson. So he wanted Carson... Michael wanted Carson's help with researching how to make the hybrids and... Obviously, Carson refused, uh-huh. wasn't going to do that. But then one day he brought in a young woman, maybe 20 years old, into Carson's cell and just murdered him, murdered her yeah. right in front of Carson. That's uh, not great. The most empathic member of all of Atlantis. I guess that is how you get him to do stuff, though. 100%. And he he told Carson that for every day Carson refused to help, he would kill another person. Yikes. And from that moment on, Carson cooperated because yep. what else what else was he gonna do at that point? Well, yeah, I mean the man dedicated to saving lives. Yes. Is not going to stick to like a moral high ground yeah. if it means killing lives. Yeah. Yeah. And at this point I'm I'm assuming, you know, knowing Carson, he's like, Well, I can delay it, I can stall research, I just yeah. need to buy the time until my team comes and rescues me. Yep. And it was rough, you can tell, for Carson. And at some points, he almost gave up hope. But then he thought about McKay and John and Taylor 
and he knew that they were out there somewhere looking for him. Oh, this is and, my favorite part. Oh boy, I'm I am real glad I'm not McKay having to deliver this news. So here's here's my question. Yeah. Would you say would you say it the way McKay did? I don't know if I would say it in the way that McKay did, but I don't know how it would come out in the moment because you're like, I didn't rehearse how to tell you that we weren't looking for you because we didn't know you were missing. Yeah. <laughs> like, respect to McKay, he just went out and, and like ripped off the band-aid. Yeah. I don't think I'd say anything until the next conversation. Okay. And then let him deduce. It's, it's like, there's the problem. The thing, there's no good way to do this. No, there isn't. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think there's a bit more bravery in, in McKay's approach. Yeah. Whereas I would have been like, I'm going to let you get there <laughs> on your, your own. own. I'm going to give you all the information to get there. Yeah. But let's, um, Let's uh let's not let's not make that call. So McKay tells Carson that we, you know, to us we rescued you from Michael. Mm-hmm. Carson's obviously like, what the fuck? Yeah, excuse me. What the actual fuck? So there's another Carson Beckett just walking around Atlantis. Actually, and actually, um, yeah, this sucks because no, because six months ago, six sorry, six months after that, like over a year ago, you were killed in an explosion. Because mm-hmm. you weren't missing Carson, you were dead. Listen, you saved people in the explosion. See, you- that that's the thing, right? <laughs> you start with the we weren't looking for you, so you hit the hammer too hard. Yeah. And then you sort of softball though you died. <laughs> I think that my my approach would have been like, listen, <laughs> you died. Yeah. You died. And the way you died is this really cool hero way. <laughs> but because of that... <laughs> You weren't missing before. Yeah, you, you, we, uh, because remember the part where you died? Listen, I want to give both of these guys big hugs because holy shit, this conversation sucks. Yeah. Oof. And like, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I do find it interesting. There is a plot line that's vaguely, that's fairly, except slightly reversed like this in Deep Space Nine. Oh. So the Star Treks. So Star Treks, a spoiler for a show that aired <laughs> so many years ago. <laughs> but at one point, um, and in fact, it was the Doctor. It was Julian Bashir. Um, we didn't know he was replaced. Suddenly, they got to an episode where they went to a um, were captured as prisoners of war, and there is Doctor Bashir. And we find out that previously, and it was, I forget how many episodes, those like six or eight episodes before there was a point in time where he was actually duplicated and it's a changeling that's taken his place on the ship. So it's similar to this in that the other guy was captured and he was held and we have a duplicate, except in this case, the captured doctor was the real one. Got it. And the one that came back was that came her. back was the um was the duplicate. Interesting. But was an actual evil duplicate. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, we I think by the end of the episode we can pretty much be sure that it doesn't matter how you clone Carson, he's always a good guy. Yeah, because he's fucking Carson. Yeah. So Sam and John walk and talk to her office. Todd claims that he gave us everything he has on Michael and John 
pretty much assumes he's lying about everything at this point. Yep. But they have nothing more to give Todd to get more information. So they need another intel source. And Sam's like, yeah, but if you're thinking about trusting Carson, can we actually trust Carson? Look, <laughs> you're thinking with your friend brain. Yeah. And I'm thinking with my Sam brain. Yeah. Which is always science first. Most of the time. Most of the time. And I'm saying no. <laughs> well, and we also, you know, John obviously instinctively trusts Carson because it's it's Carson. Yeah. Um, but again, Sam's thinking with her Sam brain being like, but this isn't Carson. Well, we also like we don't necessarily know. Sam and Carson may have met in passing like he did some some time at the SGC. But yeah. Sam doesn't know Carson. Yeah. In the same way anything anyone else knows Carson, so she's able to be just instinctively more objective about the yep. whole situation. Yeah. You know, if you if somehow someone told me that no, I can't use she's, the example because if someone told me that's a duplicate grace, I knew I couldn't trust one of the duplicate them is grace dead. because I have to then kill the doppelganger. Yeah. Look, if there's two of them yeah. and one's not trying to kill the other, then that's not what the yeah. the real grace. <laughs> yeah. So back with um, McKay and Carson, the rough conversation continues. Um, Carson is taking a lot in here. First, he finds out he's not the only Carson. Then he finds out that the other Carson's dead. Mm -hmm. And he suddenly just turns to McKay and goes, you didn't tell my mother, did you? I love that this is where he loses his shit. Of course this is where he loses his shit. Yeah. McKay's like he's big mad. He's like, yeah, we told your mother you Why, were dead. You, you were fucking dead, dude. What were we gonna do? Not tell her you died? There was a memorial. We buried you. I was at the church, and I, with Carson, I'd be starting to have a panic attack at this point. Yeah. And of course, he wants to run home and tell his mom he's alive. McKay's a point like, what the fuck do you say to your mom? Yeah, I'm not dead. He's like, the Air Force made a mistake. <laughs> The, sorry mom it was the other carson beckett that it was died. my twin that and then carson, it was just kidding yeah and then carson <laughs> demands to talk to dr weir oh by the way oh by the way and here is mckay being all like seriously how much fucking bad news do i have to deliver to one Can guy you in like please five stop minutes? asking questions let's just go <laughs> grab some lunch yeah let's just not answer any questions anymore until we get some lunch he goes i can't do that she sacrificed herself and was killed by the replicators. Here's here's the truth. Put yourself in Carson's shoes. Yeah. Everyone has died these big heroic deaths. Yeah. He's like, these bitches are lying to me. I am not an Atlantis. Where the fuck am I? This is yeah. a simulation. I know. Yeah. It's it is rough on all. Like, both sides yeah. have a lot of reasons to not trust the other one right now. None of this is real. If I was in Carson's situation, I 100% would be questioning yep. just the fact that you're telling me that there's a second me. Yeah. And Carson just quietly sinks back into his chair. And for two years, he has been imagining what it would be like the day he got back to Atlantis. And this is not how we pictured it. Yeah. Yikes. Bad times all around. I want to give everyone a hug. I'm going to give everyone a dram of scotch. We're um, just. And donuts. And donuts. Scotch and donuts. Scotch and donuts is the name of our restaurant. It would be. Mm-hmm. Ours, yeah. 
So Michael's ship lands in the planet, and Taylor is led by Michael and Kanan through the ruins of a civilization. There's many of them in the galaxy, as Michael says, to a large room where inside she finds the rest of the Athosians. Oh, yay. I mean, sort of yay. Yeah, including Holling. This was the mission. You level up a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and everyone, if she levels up, then everyone else levels up when they also find yeah, the yeah, emotions. Yeah. <laughs> everyone is obviously very happy to see her. Everyone looks rough and dirty. They're hanging on. It's all you can do at that point. Yes. It's real not great there. No. Alive is 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 the best you can ask for. Yeah. Um, Keller calls Sam down to the infirmary. She has solved the mystery. The answer is in telomeres. Mm. They are the little DNA protectors at the end of chromosomes, and a very small amount of the telomere gets used up when um, they replicate, they duplicate, they, mm -hmm. they split, and it gets shorter over time. Carson's are 30% shorter than they should be for a man his age, and the only answer Keller has is if the original DNA came from an adult cell. Mm. So, you made a copy from a copy. Yep. Carson yeah. is a clone. Oh, he's a clonesin. He's a. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I don't know why I have Dr. to do Clonesin. that. Doctor Clonesin. Doctor Doctor. <laughs> AKA is now Doctor Clonesin. So we have Doctor Carson Beckett and his twin Doctor Clonesin Beckett. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like William Riker and Thomas Riker. Yeah. You know, yeah, can't go by the same name. No, yeah. so Dr. Carson Beckett and Dr. Clonson Beckett. Mm -hmm. Over with Taylor, hauling on the rest of the Athosians. Um, all sides didn't think they'd see the other side again, they just wish it was under happier circumstances. Yeah, um, also, um, uh, I just lost this stinking name. Uh, Holling. Yeah. Holling looks weirdly really good with his hair like that. I'm like, big fan. Some people can do the, the buzzed hair look, man. Looks good on you. Uh, not sure how many, but there are a large amount of Athosians not here. Michael has taken them and converted them. Mm -hmm. It's been going on since the very first day they arrived. Kanan uh, was one of the first they took. Mm -hmm. And Taylor just wishes she was there at the village. That day that they were took and Holling's like, listen. Why? I know yeah. you're like a big badass and all, but there's literally nothing you could have done. And if you would have been there, you just would have been captured with the rest of us. Yeah. No, and uh, look, Taylor, it's about knowing what she needs the pressure song. Like you cannot do it all yourself. No. You you would it's not on you to have done this. Yeah. It's it's not like she's the only one with raid sense. We know that. I mean, Kanan had it. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. it's not like she had this leg up that he didn't have. There was all these warriors. Taylor absolutely is a badass, but she's not the only badass in existence. Exactly. Yeah. And um, Taylor reminds her people that they can't abandon hope. Atlantis knows she's missing and they'll be looking for her. They'll come rescue them. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> they're like, yeah, that sounds great and all, but. Until today, we had the same hope about you. Yeah, and now you're here. I mean, she is there. <laughs> she is. She is there. Yes. They, Maybe not how they them. pictured it, but let's think about this again. How can this useful to us? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So at least, at last, Carson gets some real clothes. 
Um, he does. <laughs> yeah. He does have an armed guard with him at all times. Yeah, I do base. like how they frame him every yeah. time. So it's like in case you forgot. In case you forgot. We don't trust ya. Um, Keller knew Carson would want to see this himself. Uh, it, it's it's absolutely yes. Carson samples. Keller ran them herself. There is no mistake. Carson, who's already been through so much shit in the past few days, is now face to face with the fact that he is a clone. And McKay's like, look, it doesn't matter. And he's like, that's easy for you to say. You didn't just find out you were made in a test tube, dude. I'm I'm struggling to figure out how I would feel about that. I don't know either. Because I want to say that it wouldn't affect anything. But I, I don't know that that's true. I would blue screen for a, a time. I would definitely blue screen for a time. I would want, I would need so much information. Yeah. Like, I would be like, what do you mean? I'm a test tube baby. Okay. But then why am I this broken? If you had the yeah. opportunity to test tube me, <laughs> what did you do wrong? Yeah. I think I would just have so many questions. I'm like, how did I end up with my parents? Yeah. Why are they my parents? Do they know I'm a clone? Do they think my mom had me and then you switched me at birth? That's, that's my question. Cause there's a lot of information about how to be a clone because you know, we have cloned animals before and then those animals are no less of an independent animal than the original one. That's what I'm, so to me, it's more like, I don't know that it would break me because I'm me today. Yeah. Is who I am today. Um, can you tell I do a lot of meditations? <laughs> um, but I would have so many questions about my origin story. I would have questions about the origin. Also, I, if you call me, why didn't you give me mutant powers? I do feel like I'd be okay un unless I saw the the OG me. That's when I would break a little more. That would be my other question. Where and who is the OG me? Yes. <gasps> um, I want to be a clone. Because I also feel like it, I feel like it is different. I mean, it is fundamentally different if you were a clone of someone, but you had the same growth cycle as a normal, I yeah. hate that term, but like, the normal, you grew at the as normal the known human way, rate. At the known human rate. Whereas this, you know, obviously this Carson did not. This Carson came out a fully formed Carson. It's like the replicator lady. Yeah. It's like, was I me until last year? Yeah. Was I me? Which one of the me's married my husband? Because now Which you also the have the issue of... I have memories and don't know if they were my memories, but if they oh. were the original Carsons, are they still my memories? Yeah. Are they, or is the other me still somewhere? I would have more trouble if the other me was still alive. Yes, I think I would too. Like the origin me. Yeah. And also, on top of all that, then there's the other issue when the reason for why you were cloned, in this case, cloned by... One Bad of guys. the, yeah, a super arch villain. Yeah. It's like, there's a difference if, if, okay, OG Carson died, but they had a genetic sample and they, I, we're going to ignore the, eth the ethics of this in a second, but because yeah. <laughs> we're for, not going to go there for Atlantis. But if like Keller clones Carson after Carson died, to can to still have Carson versus yeah. Michael cloning Carson. What if like 
Sorry, like this is exciting, but now I'm like, what if I'm a clone? What if Origin Me had like government secrets and I was going to tell. So they had to kill Origin Me and then put fake me who doesn't have those secrets in her mind, you know, and then just drop me into my life. Listen, listen, Grace, you just made your next D&D character. I think I did. <laughs> you just made your next D&D that was character. <laughs> I was wiped clean, Jason Bourne style. That will totally fit in the Feywild campaign they'll be doing. We don't know when we're doing the Feywild campaign, but I'm doing it at some point and that'll fit. My druid barian will have this weird background. 100%. Okay, I'm done. Sorry. Okay, so, um, yeah, Carson said, you know, that's easy for McKay to say that doesn't matter. He didn't just find out he was made in a test tube. But as far as McKay McKay is concerned, one of, I would say, the best friends McKay has ever had just came back from the dead. Like, McKay's not going to quibble over some telomeres. Yeah. Like, this is a... this is a legit fucking miracle as way far to, as Way McKay's. to like be a different person, McKay. Way to be the I guy know. who's like, hey, let's embrace the moment instead of thinking about the science. Let's make lemonade out of fucking lemons here. Mm-hmm. And and Carson's like, that's great and all, but it doesn't change the fact that I'm not the real Carson Beckett. And McKay's like, no, fuck you. The real Carson would be feeling sorry for himself. We try to figure out how to help. Yeah, like, and I love, I love that Ronnie does this. And I do love this nuance in the character because... The new, the the real Carson would be coming at it from the angle that McKay's coming at yeah. it from. Like, I don't know why I'm here, yeah, but I'm grateful that I'm here. And now let's see what we can do to make things better. And I feel like in that moment is it, they, you know, they don't. It's not built heavily into the way that Paul plays Carson here, mm-hmm. but it's, I think in these moments when you don't have the same um, sort of optimism and silver yeah. lining that that previous Carson had is when you go, oh, he's been in fucking prison for two years. Yeah, this is not the same guy. Yeah. He's been emotionally and mentally tortured mm-hmm. for two years. That's true. And I think Phew. that's where it comes across. And and Carson's like, yeah, I'm going to do whatever I can to help, but will his help even be wanted? And he points to the armed guard at his side. I mean, yeah, it's wanted, but, you know, <laughs> with exceptions. <laughs> with an asterisk. Yeah. Shortly later in Sam's office, she reminds Sam and McKay that for all intents and purposes, Carson was manufactured by the one of the most dangerous individuals they've come across. Yep. And he's kind of not that different from the hybrids, and there wouldn't be a discussion and that they can trust them. That's true. And on the other side, McKay argues that really you can't deny that he's not an ordinary clone. He has all of Carson's personality, memories, thought processes. McKay spent time with Carson. McKay knew Carson. This is Carson. Mm. And she has a good point that just because he seems like Carson and could genuinely believe he's trying to help us could still be playing into Michael's plans. Even if he is fully Carson, there's parts of him that he may not know about, which we learn later. Exactly. Um. Yeah, I do love this back and forth. Um, I do love McKay's role in this episode as well, where he sort of takes on this like optimistic streak. He's the, not quite as unbiased. The OG Carson. Yeah, yeah. 
Because even John in this conversation is a little bit more clear headed. He Well, John's basically like, I see both sides. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like trying to be even keeled. Where, yeah. Where you can see the influence that the, the original McKay had. Mm-hmm. Original Carson had on McKay. Yeah. And apparently Carson knows the layouts of four facilities. So he's not 100% sure about the addresses. He was frequently blindfolded. There's one time he got a glance at one address, which he locked that shit into his head. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love how beautifully they did this plot line to bring Carson back. Because Carson is the one person above, I think, I would argue all others on this show that everyone trusted implicably. Oh, yeah. And because it's Carson. And to take that that character and have that be the person in this situation, the one person that we're now questioning on if we can trust. Yeah, like you can never... You can never go home again. Fine. Yeah. You can bring Carson back, but it's not going to be what you think it's going to be. Exactly. Look, that shitty toxic relationship and not to say this one was you start to forget the things that weren't there like you can't go back to the good things if something fell apart for whatever the reasons if someone dies someone doesn't yeah you cannot regain what's already been no yeah it's another way of like having that exactly like it can be built into something different Mm -hmm. and it's not saying that can't also be something very good but you can't it won't be what it was yeah, yeah, and and at the end of the day, you don't want that because there's that stagnation as well. I don't know if we got Carson back the way Carson was, I wouldn't be totally unhappy. But about but it. things happen. I know things happen, and so you still have to address them, and so you can never return to what was. I feel like but, Elvin but, riddles right but, now. But my Carson, yeah. <laughs> I would have loved to have a new Carson who's been through the things he's had and then we work through them. That Absolutely. Really, that would be, I just want, Car- I don't, just Carson. Just give me Carson. Yeah. So obviously the decision was made to check out the planet since everyone is gearing up, including Carson. McKay has out first, followed by some Marines that are going with them. And Ronan just steps up and over the bench, heading out without saying anything, leaving just Carson and John. Mm-hmm. And Carson's like, will Ronan ever say words to me? Did you forget that Ronan didn't say words already? Yeah, he's like, he's not a word person. Yeah. Uh, John's like, just give him some time. He's not good with things like clones or duplicates or people coming back from the dead. He went through the same thing with Weir and he will come around in his own time. Yeah, poor Ronan has now, you know, there's trauma on all sides here. A hundred percent. Carson tries to get on a very full backpack. I'm guessing it's a med kit, but has the straps like too tight. And so that second arm just, like, won't work. Yeah, I've been there. So John helps him get set, and Carson's like, I might just be a a wee wee rusty, and and John's like, you're not rusty, Doc. You are just never good at this. (laughs) Fair enough. That's what I think when I start running. I'm just running. No. No. I was never a good runner. You were never good at running. Yeah. (laughs) I say this to myself. Yeah. Um. And just before he leaves the room, Carson stops John for a moment and thanking him for trusting him. John just kind of nods. Mm-hmm. And he's like, You're not, you won't have any regrets. Oh, Carson. Why'd you have Yikes. to say that? Why'd you have to say that, Carson? Just don't don't say words. And John does have to remind him to not forget his radio. <laughs> yep. 
So they get to, they wormhole to not a forgotten planet like Michael's current base is, but a planet mm-hmm. with a good old D&D tavern. You gotta, you got every now and then you just gotta hit up a tavern. 100%. Get some info. Our team walks in, you know, makes themselves known with no stealth at all. No, and then <laughs> they just, a bunch of bad rolls coming up here. Yeah, a lot of bad rolls. Mm-hmm. John heads to the bartender, It's just sort of sets a glass aside, asks for some help, um... They're looking for a friend who's been known to stop by. Mm-hmm. The bartender's like, no. Yeah. Leave. Bye. I don't care. You come to the wrong place. I don't care what it looks like. There's no information here. This is not an information bar. Get the fuck out. Yeah. John tries to push again. He can make it worth his while. The guy doesn't flinch. Seriously? Go. Don't. Yeah. It's best if you just go. Yeah. Ronan's rolling for perception. Mm-hmm. This time, checking everything out, there's a shadow up in the balcony that he does not trust. He sees something and yells, gun. Yep. Everyone dives down as the guy in the balcony, who actually has a P90, shoots and kills the bartender. Everyone the holds. The poor bartender was like, I don't want anything to do with any of this shit. Exactly. Please, please, please. He just. Yeah. Um. Everyone gets down, holds their shots, getting shots out when they can, but hold. And so eventually the guy in the balcony runs out of bullets. That's when Ronan does his Ronan thing. Mm -hmm. And the guy falls out of the balcony. Yep. But he's not dead. As Carson runs over to him and gets to work, they can get back to Atlantis as soon as possible. I do go. I do love that he goes in, that we get a little bit of Carson mode, if you will. Oh, we're about to get another We got to fix this guy. Even though he's a bad guy, we got to fix the guy. And in the Atlantis gate room, Keller and a med team show up because they heard there was injuries. And as everyone comes through the gate, it is clear the injury is no one on the team. John reports to Sam what happened. Also, where the fuck did a P90 come from? That's a question yep. for later. Yep. Beside them, Carson is just, as a natural reaction, taken lead on the triage. Mm-hmm. And Keller kind of looks at the guy and has a moment and recognizes this guy. Yep. It's Nabel, the guy that Keller and Taylor ran into who very much tried to kill them. Hey, I remember this crap bag. He was a crap bag always. And Carson just goes, it's all right, love. He's unconscious for now. He needs our help. Deal with the rest later. Now we have to save his life. And yep. head off. That's the, that's the Carson <sighs> Beckett way. I love Carson so much. In the OR, they get to work. Once Carson is geared up in that gear, as opposed to off-world gear, he asks how he can help. Keller tells him to grab some clamps, get busy. But once he turns around, he sort of seizes up and collapses to the floor. Well, you should have, you know, checked your blood sugars first. I don't know. (laughs) That's not good. Uh, Keller yells out. They get Carson up out of the room, into a bed, while Keller now has to deal with stabilizing Nabel on her own. Yep. Stable Well, not entirely on her own, but you Stable Nabel! In Sam's office at the same time, it's a balance. It was Carson's idea to go there. They did get ambushed, but also they did capture one of Michael's people. Mm -hmm. And I also like that Ronan's like, it was one asshole, like... It's not even his people. (laughs) It was just some piece of shit who had a P90. Um, they do figure out that he got the P90 from the Athosian weapons cache, so Mm. that's one mystery solved. Yep. But Sam can't get over the fact that Carson intentionally or not led them into an ambush. Mm -hmm. And that's when Keller calls Sam down to the infirmary because there is a problem with Carson. Oh, no. It was not just his blood sugars. 
my head just started singing something and I'm not going to sing it because it'll get stuck in everyone's head. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. I kind of want to sing it. Don't do it. <laughs> do you know what I'm about to say? Do it. No one talks about Carson. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> You're welcome. Yep. So when they get there, it's been a bit because I guess Nabel stabilized and Carson settled into Nabel a bed on is oxygen. stable. Sorry, I can't. I can't help it. I like that line. Um, Scans have showed necrosis in his internal organs. Like, his cells are not renewing fast enough. Mm -hmm. Keller only assumes it's something by byproduct of being a clone. And, like, there's some things that she can do, but it's like finding a cure for old age. Mm -hmm. You're going to be treating the symptoms, not the problem. So let me tell you the wandering tangent that my brain went on. It's fine. uh, During this portion. when Keller talks about the necrosis and then yeah. I made me think of necrotic damage in D&D and I yeah. was like, oh, what if you were like a healer who was just a scientist who like could like make people immune to necrotic damage based on being able to like that'd be cool do stuff. OK, that's all. Well, you know, I have one of the one of those two future characters that I was thinking of and the cleric, if I did a cleric, it would be more like like alchemy cleric. Mm-hmm. So it'd be similar to that. That's fair. My other one's like, like a a, a hardcore metal druid. Was <laughs> a druid? Okay. Like straight out of the show Vikings. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Um, like Floki from Vikings. All yeah. right, that's fine. Yeah, it'd be fun. Um, but anyways, Keller points out that on the outside he looks fine, but on the inside Carson is dying. I mean, aren't all of us? Yeah, we're just... <laughs> Doesn't that describe everybody? You basically, we're just slowly dying for On the outside, years. I'm fine. <laughs> On the inside, I'm dying. Emotionally and physically. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point, Carson has woken up fully coherent again, and he's kind of a, almost like embarrassed it happened. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no wonder it felt like a dog's breakfast ever since I got here, which is a saying, yes, but also the name of David Hughes' Yay. film that Paul was in. Yay. I love it. McKay wonders why all this is happening now. He was with Michael for almost two years, and if this is happening at this rate, shouldn't he have felt those effects before now? Kelly's like, that's a good point, because at this rate, you should have been dead a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's when Carson puts two and two together. Those weekly injections he got weren't just sedatives. Something in there was keeping his cells up. Which, obviously, he doesn't have any with him. Uh Uh-huh. But... They scanned him when he got here, which was four days after his last dose. So hopefully, via the scanner, they can isolate what it was, what it was, yep. recreate it, and Carson naturally gets up to help, and Keller pushes him back like, um, no. You're dumb. No, you get to rest. Mm-hmm. I get to figure this out. Go eat a donut. I've yet to see you. Put a donut in your mouth. And that would be my first thing if I were in prison for two years. True. Give me food. Um, but also, Carson's like, you seriously don't fucking expect me to lie here in a bed seemingly useless when my life hangs in the balance. And also remember that Carson is like really fucking good with this type of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is his wheelhouse. Yeah. But it's one of those where you don't tell him he can't help. You're like, fine, but you have to lay in the bed. We'll wheel yeah. you into this thing. Exactly. And then I am your hands. <laughs> You tell me what to do. 
still, you think you're going to keep Carson in the bed even that amount? That's fair. Yeah. Would you sit in that bed? No, but he wouldn't also. I would be like, fine, sit in this wheelchair. Wheelchair, maybe you could get him. But also he would agree to a wheelchair. But then every time you turn around, he's standing up again. Yeah. That would be what happens. Look. Being in a wheelchair does not incapacitate you. It does not. It keeps you from falling. 100%. If you are a, a person who may pass out. 100%. Um, you're sitting in the fucking chair. Yeah. Plenty of people live their lives, full, complete lives. Yes. Stay in the, the goddamn chair. The difference is that Carson would be like, well, I just have to stand up and get that because it's out of my reach. Penalty of death and by me. he just would then not sit back down again. Yeah. I yeah. say this because I am also that person. <laughs> Tie you to this fucking chair. Anyway. With Taylor and the Athosians at night, um, Kanan is right outside the gates and Taylor walks over to him and tries to connect. And she's like, look, I need your goddamn help. And it's like trying to force a wisdom save on him. Forcing a wisdom save. Like, or Michael is going to force on the rest of our people and on me what he forced on you. And also fearing what Michael will do to their son, who will be born real goddamn soon. Look, it's almost time for this baby. This baby coming. Yeah. Uh, and we can't really tell if she gets through to him oh, or not. Oh, I have really bad thoughts about this baby now. I will say, I forget the actor's name who plays Kanan, but he has this amazing face here that you can't read. You can't tell if... If he's just completely, because he's not blank, he's not dead-eyed. Yeah. You know, he's Definitely hearing have it. a poker face. He, it's an amazing poker face, because you cannot tell if she's reaching him or not. Yeah. And uh, there is a door opening somewhere, and Kanan just walks off as Dela calls to him no, for help. thanks. Yeah. And I'm guessing it's late at night, as Keller and Carson are still working. They haven't been able to find anything yet, and they worry that the drug actually breaks on faster than they thought, so there won't be anything on the scanners. But as things happen, the timing is perfect, and that's when the computer finds an unidentified polypeptide chain in one of his kidney cells. I know that word. Don't ask me any details about it, (laughs) but but I I know that word. Uh, They scan it for Wraith DNA, and yeah. It's some sort of wraith enzyme or something, though it is super complex, very complicated, not easy to reproduce. Mm-hmm. And so now they at least have a direction to go and they get back to work. Yep. So guards abruptly come into the Athosian's holding area, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term, and everyone panics, starts running. Holland warns Taylor and others not to incite the guards. They point to and go to take Taylor. Hulling will not let that happen if he has anything to say about it. Yeah. Runs across, steps in front of her, demands they take him instead. But he is simply thrown across the room like yeah. a ragdoll. Look, we want the pregnant lady. 100%. You cannot offer what she offers. No. Bye. Taylor runs to, tries to run to check on Hulling, but instead she's caught and taken away. And Hulling gets up, tries to sort of catch them. It doesn't work. Um, and Taylor is gone. Yikes. This is where the creep happens. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, still at work, Keller hands some samples off to Marie to test, and mm-hmm. Carson sort of curses and gets up to show Keller so she can see something in the microscope. Even how he gets up, he's you can tell Carson's not hundred percent. Yep. Uh, it's almost like, you know, it's it could be it could be this cell degradation it could also be he's been at this for 12 hours straight. Either way, this man yeah. is exhausted. 100%. 
But because of contaminants, the primer is not annealing to the DNA template, so they're mm. back at square one. Mm-hmm. And Keller feels for Carson, but at the same time, she's like, look, we knew this wouldn't be easy. In the grand scheme of things, we have not been at this that long. I mean, that's not wrong. Yeah, yeah. And you can't find a cure for cancer overnight. Yeah. And Carson was just hoping for a breakthrough. And you can see him. He doesn't fully double over in pain, but not all is well with our favorite doctor there. He insists he's okay. Keller knows better. Uh, Yeah. But he insists he's fine. It's just a dizzy spell and he tries to go back to work. And Keller's like, you realize you can't just ignore this, right? No, this isn't. You're just going to die sooner. And he's like, what else can I do? Yeah. Keller's like, we, you, everyone knows a way to halt the deterioration in a stasis pod. He's mm-hmm. like, no, you're not. No. Yep. You're not putting me in Go one to of bed. those things. Go to bed long times. He's like, look, it makes sense. Like that way we have the time for Keller to figure this out. Yeah. And Carson's like, but what if you can't? Then I'm just going to be stuck in that bloody machine for God knows how long. She's like, but isn't that better than trying to solve, to in vain to solve this problem while the clock is ticking away on your life? And he yeah. just refuses. He's like, no, and goes back to work. What an amazing thing it would be if, like, all ERs were just stasis pods. Yeah. And then, like, you come in, you find a pod, you get in, it scans you, you get taken down the order that's needed. Yeah. It's like, oh, this guy's fine. This guy's fine. Come on, get him out. What do you need? Stitches? Okay. Cool. Sorry we put you in the pot. Come on, let's go. <laughs> uh, you, oh, you, you stay there a while. We don't know what to so do So I'm, I'm assuming it sounds like you would, you would go into the pod. I would just go right into the pod. But I have far more faith in, in, I know that the level of faith that I have in doctors is not common. Yeah. I've had very good experiences. Well, I have a hunch at least for Carson, it's not that he doesn't have faith in Keller. I think for him, there's just, there's other fears in there. Well, that, and he he suffers from the thing that Taylor suffers where I'm the only one who can fix it type of thinking. I also have a hunch that the recent discovery that he is a clone, that something happened to the other Carson, that he was in prison. I think all of that compounds onto yeah, he's like, I don't... You're absolutely right. I don't want to be... St- I was just stuck in a room for how long? I don't want to be stuck in a pod. I yeah, don't care if don't I don't make, know about yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even couldn't think of it that way. You're absolutely right. He's like, at this point, I'm going to go down fighting or I'm... Or just done. Yeah. Just be done. Yeah. I have a hunch. The way that I look at it, because I can... I definitely... You know, he saw what also happened to Weir, where she was there for thousands of years. Remember the OG older Weir? So, you know, I have a hunch that is a fear. He's that it's like. It'll not forgotten, but it's like there won't be that time or something will happen elsewhere and he'll just be sort of left there. Yeah, they're going to put a curtain in front of him and be like, look. (laughs) <laughs> this project's been put on the back burner. There's urgent yeah. projects that need to come up. And then we're at some point, it's just not going to get done. Exactly. And so I think my thought would be, I think I would end up going into the pod. It would not be my first choice. But I'd also figure it's like, well, I'm either going, because it's me, yeah. I would figure, well, I'm either going to die in the pod or I'm just going to die here. But if I get forgotten and die in the pod, then at least I'm not going through the pain and the it's suffering. It's not as violent. Yeah. yeah. 
that is a good way. It's like lending people money. It's like, assume you're giving them money. Yes. It's the same concept where it's like, assume this is 100% death. At some point, if my or my organs are slowly dying, oh, but if there's no. other parts of me that are good for other people. If you need to, like, just grab a leg to swing at zombies, yeah. go to town. 100%. I've got two. I've got two. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Just throw me, like, some titanium metal guy. I don't know. Um, cut to a warehouse of bodies. Just racks of them. Just creepy as fuck bodies on racks fine. and green lighting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, as Taylor's strapped down to a bed that's, that's the tilted even creepiest up, part. It's, there's oh. everything about this is creepy. And then on and a bad. personal note, like as someone who has never carried a baby, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Let me preface it this way. Yeah. But I know that my sister used to have like backaches by the yeah. end of the pregnancy. And it's yeah. like getting strapped to that thing had to fucking hurt. My thought, because I also have no first-hand experience, it either hurts or it feels real good. But even if it does feel good, at some point you're like, okay, that's enough. Yeah, exactly. I gotta get out of this fucking it thing. It felt good for ten minutes. Like, yeah, like, I remember just everything. She's like, everything's uncomfortable at this point. Also, what if you gotta pee at some point? Yeah. Yep. And you're just wearing, like, leather pants, basically. Yeah, she's like, I'm just doing it. I'm going. Going. Uh, yeah, so she hears something and uh, asks if it's Michael, but it is Kanan again. And he has a look where you can't tell, again, if he hears her or not. Mm-hmm. And she pleads again for help. He has to release her. He's going to do to her what Michael did to Kanan. Like, I can help you and, and all of our people escape. And then for the first time, you can see Michael's control of him fall back. Yeah. And you can see Kanan fully Momentary seals, wisdom save passed. Fully sees Taylor, sees, probably registers the first time that she is not just pregnant, but real pregnant. Yeah, with your baby. With your baby. And he tries to break the metal restraints on her. They won't move. He goes to get a tool, helps pry them open. And then he just stops and straightens fuck, up. Fuck. As Micah walks in. And tells Kanan to go, and he just walks away. And and so now let's get started, Michael tells Taylor, who has tears in her eyes. Oh. Let's look at the baby. Poor Taylor, what a shitty sonogram. Oh, so back in Atlantis, Nabel wakes up and tells Keller once again that you, you've opted to save my life. And in what may, might be the coldest tone we have ever heard from Keller, she just says, it wasn't an easy decision, let me tell you. I do you. love that, yeah. I just would have been like, no, I didn't. I was ordered to. <laughs> Fuck you. John, I, I, even if it's a lie, that's what I would say. I'd be like, they ordered me to. John says they need the information that Nabel has. And, and he's like, well, you should have let me fucking die. Because once Michael knows I was captured, I might as well be dead. John's like, maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, please. He has spies everywhere. There's nowhere in the galaxy. He can't find me. God. John goes, who said anything about this galaxy? Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Michael tells Taylor he had to modify equipment to work with humans. It's crude, but it works. And Mama Bear starts pleading with him. Like, whatever happened between us, do not extend that to my child. Do not harm my child. And he's almost taken back. Like, the thought that he would hurt Taylor's child almost, like, offends him yeah. that she would think that. And does, like, a a wraithy sonogram 
A wraithogram. It's a wraithogram. Like you can hear a heartbeat and then the screen is one of those creepy 3D sonogram things. I do love the idea that a wraith checking on a baby <laughs> looks just like a human yeah. American sonogram. Yep. Just, you know, a slightly different style on the fucking thing yeah. that goes on. 100%. Just, just the, seriously, those 3D sonograms yeah. are just pictures of aliens. They're just creepy. They're uh, gummy worms. They're they just look like weird gummy worms. Yeah, they're Under, not. Underground gummies. They're just. Mm. Um, and all is all is well and good, uh, but Taylor does not does not sit in that moment looking at her child. He goes, "What? What the fuck do you want?" Yeah, Michael doesn't say anything, and she's like, "On the ship, Kanan said my son would serve a cause. What did he mean?" Mm-hmm. And Michael explains that well, both of this kid's parents have the gift. So what does that mean? They've for got the, the shining. Sorry. They got the touch. <laughs> they got, they the, got shine. the power. Uh, Michael has made a lot of progress with his hybrids, but there's lots of details still to work out. And since their kid will be genetically unique, he will help. And just to cap mm. off the whole evil villain thing that's going on here, mm-hmm. Michael goes to fill a syringe. Just nope. He's apparently something, something to help the kid. And Mountain Dew. He's just injected it with Mountain Dew. That can't be good. It's fine. He needs this child, he says. He can't let anything happen to him. And I'm with Taylor with that big old fucking nope. Yeah. Just nope. Please, please. Don't do the do. <sighs> Sorry. In Sam's office, John reports in the Naval has given them a dress and they know where Taylor is. Mm-hmm. In the conference room, Carson lays out a crude, crude map of the base, draws out like a map, um, but adds that the lab is in the center. It's really hard to find. It's heavily guarded and the place is like a maze. Very easy to get turned around, which is really why Carson should go with them. And everyone's like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Let's uh, not talk about that. Tell Uh us more. Uh Uh-huh. And it doesn't say anything. Carson's excused and leave. Yeah. And Ronan's like, well, listen, if Carson's leading us into a trap, it's not really going to matter if Carson's with us or not. Yeah. Which is accurate. Mm-hmm. And John admits that it, he could be useful if he knows the layout. McKay yeah. really wants to take a second here. Like, the man you're talking about at the moment is highly medically fragile. Yeah. And, like, if he goes, it could kill him. Like, we can't ask him to do that. And Sam points out, we're not asking him. He volunteered. Mm, that's not wrong. It's not wrong. But should we, do we know better? Than and McKay won't drop the oh, issue. And oh. he, as you were, he's concerned that they're willing to be cavalier with his life because they sort of see him as a cheap copy. Yeah. And John, like, bites back at that. And he's like, look, we're doing this for Taylor and do not pretend that you wouldn't do the exact same thing in Carson's place. That's true. To save Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, because from Carson's point of view, he's like, well, if I'm going to die, at least let me die helping. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. So Carson still has an armed guard with him. He's in the hallway heading to get geared up because they approved him to go on this mission. He just sort of doubles over again. This time the pain takes him all the way to his knees. The guard gets to, goes to give him a hand, but he recovers fairly quickly, waves him off. Yeah. McKay sees this, runs over, and seriously questions why he's doing this. You can barely stand, dude. Yeah. 
And he, Carson's like, you said it yourself, the real Carson wouldn't just sit around worrying about himself when yep. he'd go out and do something. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, the real Carson never listened to my advice. The, you don't have to prove anything. Yeah. yeah. Maybe this new Carson should learn some self-preservation skills. No? <laughs> no? Okay. Carson knows that. And he goes, don't worry, I'll be fine. And he tells us Shadow that they are heading on. Oh. On the planet, the team creeps on to investigate. There's a whole group of people on the life sign detector. They're really hoping those are the Athosians and not a whole bunch of hybrids. Yeah, seriously. And Carson takes a moment but leads him on. Mm-hmm. Michael comes back into the lab where Taylor's still on the table thing. Mm-hmm. And either way, Michael is tense. Yeah. Taylor's like, look, I know there's a connection between us and I can sense your fear. And he's like, look, it's less fear more concern i do love the idea that there's something there's a blip there yeah. and she's like let me dig in far let me... and he's trying to play it down and she's yeah. like i'm gonna play it up i'm gonna just keep digging and scratching right there mm-hmm. and he goes about shutting all the computers and lights down and more importantly all the lights over the platforms with the athosians on their way to being hybrids is mm. shut off the and warming lights like, are done what the fuck you just he goes, killed a bunch of people. Yeah, well, I shut them down. She's like, so you killed them. Yep. Michael's like, look, we can't afford loose ends. There's always more where they came from. Fuck. Just a quick reminder that we created Michael. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, all. Yeah. Bye. We did this. Mm-hmm. He undoes the clamps around Taylor's wrists and ankles, and as his guards take her to his ship, they are leaving. Yep. Elsewhere in the facility, uh, our team is sneaking around... Comes under gunfire. Gunfire that we can see the Athosians very much here. Mm-hmm. John is quick, really, really getting tired by being shot by his own guns. Yeah, no kidding. Carson just isn't fond of it regardless of the weapon. Yeah. Quickly, the two guards are dealt with. And from the room's bars, Holland calls out. And from a distance, our team hears him. Yay. They make their way to the door. Ronan opens it. And, and we start freeing the Athosians. I, I do love this sort of reunion-y thing between John and, and Holland. Holland. Like, I didn't realize there was a friendship here, but there's clearly a friendship yeah. here. Yeah. Holling tells Michael, he says that Michael took Taylor and our team heads off. Well, Holling leads the Athosians away. And I like... That that they're like, oh, we'll meet you. There's don't set up a, a meeting spot. Don't give Holling a radio. Just, just we'll find you. Just get the hell out of here. Apparently, is enough. They don't even know which direction the gate is. Yeah, there's not even a head west towards the gate. Yeesh. Holling will figure it out. <laughs> He's a smart man. So our team makes it to the lab. Unfortunately for them, it's a little too late. Yeah. Carson sees all the bodies and rushes over to them, but they are already dead. Yeah. They do find the area that Taylor was in. Ronan finds a syringe, and none of this looks good. No. This is uh, this is a creepy lab. Yeah. Creepy labs rarely bring something good. I do like how McKay's like, do you think Taylor? And John's like, no, I We're don't think so, think. and you don't think so. So don't, yeah, so don't think it. Stop thinking. <laughs> Then the Wraith weapon fire starts to rain down at them, so they all die for cover. And I love that love that Ronan smartly uses the table bed Taylor was on. In the middle of I call it the chair shield. The chair shield. Mm-hmm. In the middle of this large firefight, McKay checks his palm pilot and doesn't want to really rush anyone. <laughs> but there is a ship that's starting up. Yeah, it's gonna go. And the fight continues as Carson just sneaks away. Yep. McKay sees this and yells out at him, but can't do anything. 
No, because you know McKay's now an action star, so he he's is busy an action taking hero. down a couple guys. Fuck upset. yeah! Nearby, the hybrid guards are leading Taylor away, and Carson sees this, fires, and quickly kills both of the guards. Mm-hmm. He's not looking great, by the way. That glow is not a healthy glow. No, things are going bad times, and this part was very frustrating for me. But we'll yes. So, and as you know, let's just say Taylor's a bit thrown off mm-hmm. by seeing Carson. I would also be slightly terrified. So here's what I've learned about my instincts, right? I've yeah. got, I've learned that I am a terrible friend and family <laughs> member, but I have great self-preservation yeah. instincts. So I know that if I was being held captive, mm-hmm. if somebody shot the two guys guarding me, yeah. I would fucking run. I wouldn't see who it was. I wouldn't even say thank you. I would just be like, peace. Bye. So I wish Taylor had a little more of that in her. Well, but also, I don't know. If you are waiting for your team and your friends to come rescue you and suddenly the two guards behind you were killed and you're hoping it's John. I, I would love to think that mentally I would yeah. do that, but my, I know what my adrenaline rush does. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like this, the Taylor wouldn't run though. No, Taylor would never run. She would always I be would like, who helped me? I would drop to the floor. I think. No, I'm, I'm getting the fuck out. I, even if it's like into other danger, I'm yeah. like, I'm no longer in this danger. <laughs> Let's just keep fucking moving. I, uh, I, I, I always have the hunch that I would be the play dead play dead person Smart. yeah because i'm like i don't run that fast yeah let me play dead yeah um and I, carson's like look i get i'm the last person you expected to see but i am here to help you there's really no time to explain all this and john and everyone else is in the lab and we have to go now mm-hmm. and like she is obviously not about to head off with the ghost of her friend <laughs> I would be like, thanks, ghost friend. Gotta go. I hope this means I'm not already dead. But also, she's not leaving without Kanan. God damn, this part bothers me. Again. You are pregnant. I wish she had a little more self-preservation instinct. I have already preemptively apologized to you. Apologized to Jesse. Apologized to to Bartender Nick. I am a terrible human being. Listen, if the if the Velociraptors attack, I only have to outrun a few people. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really the idea that, like, if I can get myself out of whatever the situation is, I'm no longer a burden to my friends. I get that. Because I am the hardest to keep alive. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, and Carson warns Taylor that there is no time. Mm-hmm. Which is just when Michael appears behind Taylor yeah, and agrees that there is no time. No. Carson quickly steps in front of Taylor, guarding her and pointing his gun at Michael's face. Mm-hmm. And and Michael's like, yeah, you really should have left when you had the chance. Yeah, says, see, even the bad guy knows Taylor. Cool. Carson warns him to stay away and Taylor very much encourages him to shoot Michael now. Yes. Michael steps forward and you can start to see struggle in Carson. Damn it. His hands shake. His face strains. Michael is not worried. I mean, uh, the he duck points walked out. into our room and it distracted me. We're fine. <laughs> he points out that Carson would like nothing more than to shoot him. Uh-huh. But he can't. Because like all of Michael's creations, 
he is open to Michael's influence. Damn it. He's you, got that, that, that vampire charm on him. Yeah, you can see Carson trying with everything he has to pull that trigger. Mm. Taylor pleads with him. And he can't. So Taylor goes to grab the gun, but Michael points the stunner at her first. Yikes. And instead, Michael takes Carson's gun. And, you know, he's like, look, Carson, you really don't look good. Yeah. yeah I would give you an injection, but I don't have any with me. Mm-hmm. And it really doesn't matter because you've served your purpose. Oh, fuck. So in Michael's head, Carson's now expendable. So he just stuns him point blank. And Carson falls to the floor as Michael drags Taylor away. I'm sure that can't help the telomeres. No, no, that's not. That's not helping anything. Uh Yikes. And we fucking lose Taylor again. And the firefight is still going on back in the lab. It's a bit of a stalemate until John spots some gas containers behind the hybrid. So John and Ronan take their moment, stand up, shoot them, and whatever the fuck was in there does its job. Yep. Works a distraction, takes out a few guys, and yeah. our team is able to move in and the clean up the The only way to move through this fight scene in the video game is to blow up the wall. Yeah. yeah. And if you keep trying to not blow up the wall, you're going to keep dying yep. in a section. And there is then there's the whole where's Beckett problem. <sighs> they race out into the direction that Carson went and find him just coming to again. And like we see Carson, we know it's not good. And Carson saw Taylor go. We see a rumble and a noise and they all race out to see Michael's ship with Taylor on board. Yeah, taking because off from fucking Taylor wouldn't run. I'm so mad at her. And as a note, Ronan is helping Carson out because either even after not talking to him earlier, he is a man of actions and not Yeah, words. yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Ronan's thing may not be like anger or anything. He just doesn't know what the fuck to say in this it's, situation. Yeah, he, I frequently get into that where I'm like, I don't know what to say, so I'm just going to avoid it as a whole. Yeah, we just won't. We just won't. Yeah, that's fair. I can appreciate that. No one talks about Bruno. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Back in Atlantis, John reports to Sam that they have searched the place top to bottom, no sign of Taylor. And for now, they just have to assume that she's alive and that yep. Michael has her. Uh, and, you know, if she can, as long as she's gestating that baby, she's safe. Yeah. So their time's limited, but they do have some. We do not know how many weeks that baby has. No, but we do know that Michael wants that baby healthy. Yeah. And they arrive at the infirmary where Carson is in bed again. And Keller comes and sort of meets him at the door and says that it's not good. Yeah. His body is shutting down and there's nothing more that Keller can do from him. They Fuck. can't wait. Sam says is already prepping the stasis pod. Mm-hmm. And over at the bed, Carson is beating himself up because he was right there and all he had to do was pull the trigger. And I'm sure for the 20th time, McKay is reminding him that that is not his fault. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it was a mind blink. It's how he controls all of them. The also, if Taylor had run when she fucking told her to run. But I just love how McKay's like, it's, a, it's how Michael controls Can't all you. of you. I mean them. I uh, mean shit. I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to go over here now and not look at you. Realizing that was probably not the right thing to say and he just wishes he could have made a difference which mckay assures him that he did make a difference and Mm -hmm. michael's on the run and we will catch up with him and carson does say you know he goes to try to say something to mckay and mckay cuts him off he's like no don't say anything Mm -hmm. this is no big deal 
It's just a stasis pod. We're going to figure out how to fix you. It's fine. Yep. Carson's like, you realize, you, you forget I'm a doctor, so I know my prognosis. Yeah. And when I go into that pod, there's a real good chance I'm not going to come out. Okay, but... That's a truth McKay refuses to acknowledge. Yeah. yeah. For self-preservation reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're in the stasis pod room that we found the older we're in. Yep. Everyone is here. Everything is set. Keller wheels Carson in in a chair and helps him up. Um, Keller tells him that she has a whole team on this. They are the best. They will work until we find a cure. You think the only thing he's thinking is, but they're not me. I know, but I'm the best. I'm the me. And John tells him that, look, also we'll get the cure once we can't capture Michael. So whichever comes first. Mm-hmm. Basically, they're all like, we're going to fucking find a way to yes. do this. Carson sort of nods things and goes to Sam. This is my own fangirling because like for some reason hearing him say Samantha is enough to like almost make me blush. Because <laughs> um, I love both of them so sure. much. And so it's like I for something it's for some reason it's hearing anyone call her Samantha. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like. Not intimate in an like, intimacy way, but, like, intimate in, like, these people may have known each other better. Well, it's, it's, he just sees her in this different light than everyone else who yeah. just sees Sam. Yeah, because so few people call her Samantha. So it's, it's, it's just a, it's a testament to how he sees people in general. Yeah. Like, he just sees everybody differently. I know. It's like the, you know, there's some people who... I'll call you maybe not your preferred name or whatever but the way it comes out of them is yeah, different exactly and there's something very special about it yeah yeah um and so he tells samantha that there is a letter for his mother it's nothing that gives anything away he was very careful about it it just tell my mom you found it after you sent everything back it's just some thoughts and things he should have said a long time ago and sam promises his mother will get it and like, again, Carson did, Sam didn't know Carson super well, and even she's almost in tears. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say goodbye to someone. Yeah, and even yeah. So he turns to John, um, and above getting Carson out of the pod, he makes John promise to bring her home. Yeah, I do like that. His biggest concern in this moment is still Taylor. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. Basically, he's like, I don't want to come back to a world without her. Yeah. Yeah. And to Ronan, Ronan's like, this is what I was afraid of. And Carson knows, big man, he's sorry. Yeah. And Ronan just gives him a giant bear hug and yeah. then just walks away with his head hung low and not Buddy. really able to sit through this anymore. Yeah. And we know the whole time Carson, you can see, is like struggling to keep it together. Uh-huh. And to McKay, I'm sure they had a whole other separate conversation. There's not much more to be said in this moment. Carson steps into the pod as McKay, you know, uh, thinks Carson knows you're going to be monitored 24-7. You'll be yeah. fine. We'll be here. And uh, Carson thanks him and tells everyone that no matter what happens, seeing them for the last few days has made it all worth it. And then McKay cuts in. He, look, he was toying with the idea of adding dreams to the pod. He could have Carson fishing in the highlands. Maybe a total call blonde massage therapist. Carson's like, I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah and mckay forces a smile because you will be 
because this is not goodbye. This is see you later. That's what we agreed. And Carson's like, did we? He's like, that's how I remember it. I do love that McKay cannot stop talking. No. Yeah. Oh, this would be me. Yeah. Uh, and and I'll write. And, and like, I would be a fucking puzzle if I was Carson. Yeah. But he holds it together. He looks out at everyone again. And he tells them all, he'll see you, see you later. Mm-hmm. And they start up the pod. And Carson is frozen there in stasis. Oof. This is staying his life as his friends look on. And here's my question. How popular is this room now as, like, breakfast spot, lunch spot, reflecting points? soundboard i don't think i'd want to eat here i think this is definitely a thinking room i would i would eat here not in the like oh let's go have a picnic with carson way but in the like i have my morning cup of coffee i'm gonna go do my thing i'm gonna go buy i'm gonna have carts go see carson finish my coffee type thing and like it's like a it become like a ritual that you do I, yeah, I guess so. My brain just doesn't see it that way. Like, but I can see the I see the reasoning. To me, uh, it I don't want to. I don't know how I feel about talking to him in that yeah. state. That's my personal thing. Yeah. So that's the room that I go to where it's like I need to find the motivation, the drive to do something, and okay. then I come back here, I find Carson, and I'm like. Right, that's why I'm here. Oh, I would legit be talking to him every day. Yeah. I'd be like, I would be the person who's like, so update, here's the gossip around Atlantis. Which is probably what you're supposed to do. I don't think there's a supposed to do in this situation. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's a rough one. Yeah. But it is sad times. Yeah, I would I, I would be there, fr- may not every single day, but I would be there probably very frequently. Yeah. It's like... Oh, do I not have anyone? Do I? I don't have anyone meeting lunch with today. Mm. Oh, I'll grab a sandwich and I'll just stop by and yeah, and chat with Carson. Yeah, that's fair. That would be me. Next up, the last Ooh. man. Before we get to there, do you think we'll be unfreezing Carson? No, I think this was done for the fans. Okay, I think it was like a one-time thing. But I, I don't know. Okay. I, you know, I can't pretend that I know. That's my I have just enough drink left to take a drink. (laughs) That's my instinct. I think we're going to leave them there until, what's the last Stargate show? Universe? Yeah. And I don't know anything about Universe, but my prediction is it takes place in a long time in the future. And then they, and then they unearth Carson the way we unearth Ancient Weir and now he's part of their team. Ta-da! That'd be adorable. <laughs> That's my thought. That'd be adorable. Uh, uh, yeah, this was a lot of things. It was I'm, a lot of things. I am a little mad at Taylor. I do apologize. <laughs> it's probably not appropriate, but there it is. It's fine. Listen, you don't have to apologize for your emotions at what actions a character does. Yes, fair. <laughs> okay, next week is the season finale of oh. season four, The Last Man. Why The Last Man? Got it. There's a monkey and a bunch of women. Until then, find us on Twitter. Terrible. I really list. need to finish that that season. I've never us, watched it. I just I, I read the, the I read the book half of the first season. Okay. Uh, find us at Facebook. There's no place like Tara. Email us at there's no place like Tara at gmail.com. Rate us, like us, view us wherever you get your patreon.com slash there's no place like Tara. One day I will not forget that. All the that. days, all the days. Bye. Bye.